Before we begin, I want to tell you about a new sponsor we have for our podcast, and that is Herbal Face Food. I always want to say the H and herbal. I'm always tempted to say herbal, but it's Herbal Face Foods, and it is so amazing how much it has helped my skin and so many of my friends and family that I know you are going to love it. And they have given us a discount code so you can get 20% off. And I have to tell you, I have never really liked my face. I know that sounds so harsh to say, but my whole childhood, I had really, really, really bad acne. And so what I would do to treat that acne is I would lay out in the sun thinking I could burn off the acne and put baby oil on my face put tinfoil around my body, like to the left or the right of me. So I'd lay down in a towel and then underneath the towel, I would put tinfoil to burn off the acne. Of course, I did not wear sunscreen because I thought I was trying to burn off the acne. One time I even used like, I was pretending to like shave my face like a, with a razor to get the acne away. I was so insecure about it. And so you can only imagine the damage I have done now pushing 50 that I have sunspots galore. I have melasma. I've been to the dermatologist. They have, say I have psoriasis and dermatitis and my face is just overall puffy because it's just so inflamed. But this stuff has taken the puffiness away. My skin is smooth. I am actually showing up in videos. If you see on my Instagram, I've been doing reels, which have been so much fun. And I am just like, I have to share this with all of you because you know I would never share something with you that I don't use every single stinking honking day. And I believe in, and I know you will love too. It is made from pure, pure plants. It actually uses antioxidants in the serum to help with things like melasma, age spots, puffiness, dark eye circles, wrinkles. And I can promise you, if you go to herbalfacefood.com or click the link in our show notes and the coupon code is HARMONY20. How cute is that? And you will get 20% off. And it's a great way to support the show, our podcast. And together, we will be able to record more episodes into the thousands. So let me know what you think and send me an email with your results. And now on to the show. Hey everyone, welcome to episode 215, Toxic Love. Meet our mom, Kelly Hutchison. She is a life coach. She is a child counselor. She is a teacher. She's a parent coach. And she's a mom to us. She will teach you to stop yelling at your kids. She will teach you to get your kids to lesson. She will teach you how to never sleep with mommy guilt again. She will teach you how to be an imperfect mom. So you can help your kids be imperfect too. And have harmony in the home. So today's title is, I think a word toxic is overused. But I want to think back to when I was going through my awakening, which is always ongoing. But a lightning bolt moment for me was when I heard Dr. Shafali talking on Oprah. They were sitting in the garden 
in their back backwoods and she was talking about loving her kids less and i was like wait what because i remember specifically during my unconscious years of just so frustrated and looking at my mom and saying mom what am i doing wrong this is just not how it's supposed to be and this is not what i planned and this is so much harder and she said you just need to marinate them with love and i was like i don't think that i could love them anymore like i like i just like the love was there so i was like well what else you got and she kind of looked at me like, that's all I got, girl. That's that's my bag of tricks. And when I heard this by Dr. Shafali, it actually crystallized what she was saying. And so I'm going to let Dr. Shafali say, what, it's about a minute and a half. I'm going to let you listen to it. She just recently posted on her Instagram. It got mixed reviews in the comments. So I feel like I'm giving a big disclaimer. But this was part of my awakening, and this was the, one of those lightning bolt moments for me, so I have to share it with you. And then also on the other side of it, I will read some of the comments and also talk about how it impacted me in a way that was so profound that it was like the earth shifted beneath my feet when I heard it. So without further ado, let me play it. So I tell parents, love your kid a bit less because the love is messing this up, because love is blind. And what that means is not that it's unconditional, it's truly blind. You're not even seeing the child in front of you. You're just so consumed by your need to be loved back, by your need to feel love yourself. It's all about you, you, you. So let's put love aside. And now let's talk about consciousness. Because love without consciousness becomes need, dependency. It becomes control in the name of love. That's so big. That I is love huge. You. Love without consciousness becomes need and dependency and control. And control. How, how many oh parents have you heard? Oh my gosh, is this a tweetable moment? It's not about love. It's yeah. not love for the other because true love for the other comes with freedom, liberation. It comes without any condition, without any hand asking for something back. Now, I heard that and I was like, wait a minute. I'm getting mixed messages. I'm supposed to love them. I'm not supposed to love them, but I can't turn off the love. What she was saying, and I think what got misconstrued in the comments of why people would say, I'm sorry, but I do not think that means love them less. One is codependency and one is love. Very different. So another one says, what crazy BS is this? Love your kids less? I'm sorry. No, I'm going to love my children unconditionally and raise them and parent them in a godly way. And I was like, yes, you're talking about the same thing. What she's talking about here is that when we love with conditions and we love from a place of need, dependency, and control, that is where we get hosed up. And that's where I was so unconscious, and that's where my reactions were coming from. These huge reactions were coming from this place of need, dependency, and control. A lot of codependency was coming out in me, a lot of need for control, a lot of this enmeshment love that I needed them to act and be in a certain way so I could feel like a good mom because I was so afraid of messing it up. So I was parenting from this fear-based place and that's essentially where I was messing it up. So I don't want you to hear this clip and say, okay, just leave them in the rooms and let them fend for themselves and on screens. It's more from a place of loving them as a separate human versus like conjoined twins. And one of the commenters totally gets it. And she says, I like that. You are advocating for children to be their own person. This truly is an exceptional time to be alive. Children are finally getting rights. 
Love can be blinding or enlightening. It is a choice. My children are their own people, and I'm glad that you advocate for that. And that is what I hope comes from this message of coming from a place of letting them be grown and flown even when they're little and seeing them as separate from us versus seeing them as a reflection of us. Because that is very conditional. So when the kids get good grades, we feel like a good parent. Well, what happens when the kids don't get good grades? And I'm just using grades as a very tangible way to describe what she's talking about of this unconditional love, loving without conditions, loving without control, loving without need, loving without dependency, loving without all the control. And another commenter says it perfectly. Rachel says, it's a very powerful message and I'm in total agreement. Love your child less so they can have their own experiences, make mistakes, stumble, then get back up and learn from those, those mistakes. But if you love them so much, you want them to be perfect for you to look good, then you're stifling their exposure to the real world and what independence feels like. Therefore, you will have to keep doing things for them, making decisions in their life, choosing from them, etc. when they're grown men and women. So when we see this on the little level, then it's much easier to let go, but you're not letting go in a way of just deserting them and putting them on an island. You're loving them with consciousness. You're loving them like you love your niece and nephew. You're loving them without conditions. You're loving them like you love your students if you've ever been a teacher or a counselor. You're loving them like your neighbor's kids. You're loving them in a way that is healthy. It's profound. It's deep. It's meaningful. And it's something that is so unspoken that that bond is unbreakable because the child feels comfortable in their own skin to know that they don't have to do or be anything different to get their worthiness grade, so to speak, because their worthiness is already there. It was given to them the day they were born, just like it was given to you the day that you were born. And when you can see it in yourself first, it is a lot easier to project that onto your child and see the wholeness and fullness in, in them. And you can still guide and you can still coach and you can still be there as a mentor, but you're not there in a needy and graspy way where they feel like they have to do something to earn it, to earn their worthiness. So they know there's no dimmer switch. It's kind of like when I was, I remember the moment I was passing by Quiet Waters Park. I was about in seventh grade and my mom said, you could rob a bank and we would still love you. And that is what she means by marinating them in love. Loving them in that pure wholeness that they don't have to do anything to earn it. They're not like a puppy that needs a treat when they sit and behave. And this is what pure detaching the ego feels like and looks like. If you've ever babysat a child, you know that a child does not always act and be in the way that they should be, but it's because they're so little. They're still growing. They're going to make lots of mistakes, but we are not the end-all, be-all, know-it-all that can save them from all those mistakes. When we lean into their mistakes, we allow them to. We're not freaking out because they're freaking out or they're learning how to manage their emotions. And I will tell you, when you give this gift to your kids, they give this gift to themselves because then they can kind of take a deep breath, not so eggshelly, and settle into that safe and secure, non-wavering love. I think that's a good way of saying it, non-wavering. It's not up, down, based on like they're a dog and pony show. We cannot get our worthiness from our kids just like they can't get their worthiness from us. They will look to us first, but when they know that they're a child from God, that they were given that gift when they were born, then they settle into it and they're comfortable making mistakes. They're not so skittish and scared to make a mistake 
because they're going to get in trouble. We're in a really big volleyball tournament right now, and we were playing another team, and the other coach on the other team, they were like from Colorado or something, was so, so angry at the kids who are 14, 15 years old, by the way, so angry when they would mess up that every single time they made an error, which in volleyball, you make tons and tons of errors because everything happens so fast and they have to make split second decisions and the ball is going so fast and you just never know what's going to land and how the other teammates going to knock it over to you or bump it over to you or wherever the terms are. And I saw the skittishness and the scared eyes when they did mess up. They already felt bad enough that they mishit the ball or had an error or dove and missed it. But I could see the fear in their face as soon as I got up. They would look over at their coach who was beat red. The veins in his lungs were popping out of his neck and screaming so loud that we couldn't even hear what he was even saying to the players because he was screaming so loud and so emotional. And a lot of times, sometimes he would just drop his shoulders and he wouldn't say anything, which was just as defeating for them. I could see the players and their faces would just drop as soon as they messed up and they would look over the sidelines and there he was either yelling and screaming, veins popping, so he's actually super hot, which we talk about all the time in the Be Cool. He was acting super hot and then they felt bad or he was acting super cold and he was just dropping his shoulders, turning his back, walking away, putting his arms up in the air and he didn't have to say anything and the girls knew. They got in trouble every single time that they messed up. But guess what happens in volleyball or in any sport or in any life? Because sport is just a reflection of what goes on in real life. You learn about teamwork. You learn about failing forward. You learn about grit. You learn about hard work. You learn about doing things behind the scenes that are going to help the team. You also learn, conversely, how much everything is 50-50. Because you've ever been on a team before, you probably lose 50% of your games and win 50% of the games. And you probably play well 50% of the time and then not so well 50% of the time. So it's really a reflection of what goes on in real life, just on a smaller scale. Sometimes you'll have coaches that you love and you just bond with and you just do better because of your coach. Or sometimes you have a coach like the other team had today and you're walking on eggshells and it's not a good, it's not a good match. It's not a good personality match where you might be scared to write that email and forget the semicolon. So when you can see the analogy in sports, you can see it in real life. Whereas we played other teams where the kids would quote unquote mess up, which is it really a mess up when things are happening at lightning speed. And the coach would say things like, it's all right, shake it off. You got it. Get back in the game. Let's do this. So you can see a lot of unconsciousness when you're watching other coaches in sports because you know that it comes from need, dependency and control. They can't control. They're sitting on the sidelines and they're going crazy because of it. So if that's how he's acting on the sidelines, how is he acting in real life? So how are we acting on the sidelines of our kids? And how are we loving from a place she talked about being free and liberated? Because when we give that freedom and liberation to ourselves, then we give it to our kids. But we come from need, dependency, control, and that enmeshment. That's where we put all these un unconscious conditions. It's, remember, it's all done unconsciously because we're so afraid of messing it up. We're so afraid of being a bad parent that we can only almost that we can almost manifest being a bad parent in that thought of I'm so afraid of messing it up. And just like in sports, when they're afraid to mess up, I guarantee they're more likely to mess up. And when we're afraid to mess up as a parent, we're probably more likely to mess up.
So when we come from that place of freedom and liberation from ourselves first, that we can't mess this up, then we give that gift to our kids, that there's no dimmer switch. It's unwavering. You're going to make mistakes. You're going to have a hard time processing emotions, just like I do, just like we do. And then we can normalize it for our kids so they're not so scared to mess up and not so afraid to look on the sidelines where they gravitate towards us when they mess up, like, hey, what do I do? Versus, oh, let's not tell mom. Let's not tell dad. They're going to freak out. They're going to lose their mind. Their veins are going to pop out of their head. They're going to drop their shoulders. They're going to turn their back. But when they know that it's unwavering and unconditional without conditions, then they can settle into their own skin, have peace within. And with that, you'll have more harmony in the home. I love you guys. And I'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye.